Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Everybody, Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. This is the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and take-out orders. For details, visit jvedmonton.ca. Just before we go to David Staples, from the cult of hockey. He is our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. James has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Here it goes. Hi, Bob. Why is it when Bennett hit Cuckoo and injured him, no one stepped up to fight him? Jujar hit Shillington, and he has to answer. I also thought that the Bennett hit that broke Cuckoo's collarbone was questionable. Your thoughts? That text comes to us from James. James, maybe you neglected to remember that on the next shift that, uh, I was going to say Simon Bennett, that Sam Bennett was on the ice. Jujar Kara did fight him. So the shift right after he blew up Cuckoo with that hit, Kara went out and fought him. Obviously, you forgot about that. I would assume that. But thank you for the text. And you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Don says, Bob, is it possible that Edmonton could acquire Taylor Hall and immediately sign him to an extension? Just curious from Don. Uh, yeah, uh, the window to re-sign guys on expiring deals is, is now uh, closing in. So I guess in theory you could do that. Here's what I think regarding the trade deadline. I think it's going to be tough to... Uh, to do deals. My guess is Taylor Hall gets treated, uh, traded to an American team where he can quickly jump in and play for them. I don't, he's had a tough year. There's no question. And in fact, a bunch of you, uh, are saying, hate to say I told you so, Bob, says another texter. Uh, when you were hell bent about bringing Hall to Edmonton, I say he doesn't have any game left and he's past his prime, says the texter. Now you see it doesn't matter where he plays. He just isn't that good anymore. Um, I wouldn't write off Taylor Hall that early. That's see what I what I would say is I'd be surprised. He might want to bet on himself on a short term deal, and people say, "Well, he just did that in Buffalo." The confluence of events: Jack Eichel getting hurt at the start of the season, um, the fact that they are in the division they're in, which is the toughest division in the league. I know that there's three teams in Tampa Bay, Florida, and Carolina's division that got great records, but that means there's a bunch of other teams with bad records, and including like Detroit. I'll, we'll see what happens here. And James has said, yes, Bob, I, I forgot that Jujar Kira did fight Sam Bennett. By the way, Sam Bennett in his career, you want a stat? Here, here's one for you. He has played 24 games against the Edmonton Oilers. He's got four goals and seven points. 
minus 16 against Edmonton. And I I must be missing something because I think he's kind of impactful when he plays against the Oilers. Maybe I'm thinking more of any, you know, in the times that the Flames have had some playoff games. All right, without further ado, we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples. Hi, David. How are you? Great, Bob. Always great to talk to you and to Oiler fans. Well, uh, first thing we're going to do is actually go down a little bit different path. Uh, we've seen some incidents over the last couple games where teams are having to police themselves because calls aren't getting made. And this is going to transition us into something that you commented on the weekend, a contrast between Christopher Stig and Kevin BX's perspectives regarding T- Connor McDavid. So perhaps you can uh, enlighten our listeners and sort of what BX has said as opposed to what Versteeg uh, said and uh, where you come down on this. Well, Versteeg was just, he was commenting on the Ottawa game where a couple players had run Connor McDavid after he had moved the puck. And this is my main criticism of NHL referees is kind of the finishing the check hit where it's two or three seconds after and they run you into the boards. And Versteeg was just commenting on that and saying how inappropriate that was. And, you know, when are we, when is the NHL ever going to protect its star players like uh, the NBA does? Why don't they? You know, you have these incredible talents like Connor McDavid, and why aren't you standing up for them? Why aren't the referees calling penalties on these guys? And his quote is, um, our superstars will never be able to be superstars until they call the game right. This garbage can't happen. So, I can't agree with them more. This is that's just a completely rational response to you. You have a rule book, you have these incredible players, and and they're gonna they, they get injured all the time, nicked up, injured, sometimes injured in a severe fashion because of the kind of the illegal stuff that goes on. And good for Christopher Steig for calling it out because it's kind of a little bit of a risky comment for an NHL commentator to make. So Kevin Bieksa gets on uh, Hockey Night in Canada, and he says. Contrary to what Christopher Stieg is saying, um, he says essentially that players should run, uh, be able to run Connor McDavid. Then he corrects himself and says, I'm not saying that players should be able to run Connor McDavid. Bieksa's comment is a little bit garbled and confused, if I'm completely honest. And he doesn't really address what Versteeg says about the referees not getting it right. Bieksa's comment is essentially that he thinks it's fine for players to engage in all kinds of roughhouse tactics against Connor McDavid. That's what I took from what he was saying. And I'm not against, obviously, during the play, fair checks on McDavid. But I, based on what, how Bieksa played the game and, and the general tenor of his comments, he seems to be approving of the late rough stuff, which I just think you shouldn't be approving of that you know other sports have cracked down on this kind of crap and the fact that the nhl hasn't is it's a bit like honestly i think it's a disgrace bob i I just think the nhl has a blind spot here and i don't i don't get it see and i wonder who influences that decision from the national hockey league you know are 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 the star you know i don't see former like would you call as an example colin campbell and chris king and people like that star players no they were they were journeyman players themselves and so uh and I think when you watch, uh, even in terms, I'll take it one step further, even in terms of see, who you see as analysts. Like when you watch analysts on the NFL and the NBA, you're watching Shaq and Charles Barkley. Like those guys were MVP caliber players. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, when you watch uh, NFL uh, deaths, there's, you know, they, it, it often tended to be white quarterbacks, and they've obviously, you know, gotten with the program here. Uh, but, you know, you had guys like Dan Marino. 
and Phil Sims and guys like that, uh, star quarterbacks, star players in the league, and obviously there's been a real impetus to ensure that they have better representation. But they still have star players at other positions as well. Um, it is it is it is interesting with the with, with the NHL. I mean. And also, just with Biaxa, I mean, let's not forget, do you, do you recall Brian Burke? When in the playoffs, talking about the Sedin, Sedin is not Swedish for... Remember, he was the one yep. complaining about the Sedin <laughs> treatment. And for, I don't know how many Canucks fans we actually have listening to the show. In 2011, there were some Vancouver fans not happy, David, with... I mean, against Kevin Bieksa, when Bieksa was a member of the Canucks, they were not happy with the treatment against the Sedins. And and, and I got to tell you, I had nothing but firm respect for the Sedins. Those guys were class acts on and off the ice. They put up with their fair share of crap as well. So it's interesting. I think we're moving towards, at some point, David, a stage where there will be better treatment of the stars in the National Hockey League. I think that's inevitable that it happens. But I think Chris, Chris Steen's got to keep banging that drum. I think it's a gutsy thing to do. And I want to make it clear, I actually get a huge kick out of Kevin Bieksa. He's I think excellent. he's really funny. He's he's, he's super excellent. funny, and I, and I love the work that he does, and I think he should actually be given a bigger platform. But there's all kinds of other really excellent announcers who take a little bit different view to the game. You know, Brian Lawton, Johns, Mike Johnson, you know, more skilled players in their career. And I, I would I think that they should have – at least an equal platform to Biaxa and should be highlighted more. And it's and it's it's interesting that the, the kind of comment that Versteeg made is made so little, Bob. Like how often do you, I, I can't? Maybe I'm missing, I, forgetting something, but I can't recall the last time an NHL player spoke out in such uncertain terms about what a, what a huge mistake the league is making. So good on Chris Versteeg. Um. <laughs> This text comes in. Bob, what are you saying? There's still Vancouver Canuck fans? I haven't seen them in years. <laughs> Pretty quiet. Well, they still, we still have some, and we got a San Jose fan taking issue with us right now. What are you, I'm serious. Phil, who uh, I see once in a while out in the southwest part of the city, uh, bumping him occasionally at the shopping center, says to me, uh, okay, uh, Bob, what about McDavid hitting uh, Sorensen, Marcus Sorensen, Sorensen, three seconds late in the playoffs? Sounds like democratic hypocrisy to me. See, <laughs> only, only you, Phil, a San Jose Sharks fan, would bring that up. All right, David. So let's hit on a couple other things while we got some time here. Uh, you, I, did you have a chance to hear Brian Lawton today? No, I didn't. Well, you'd be surprised. He implied, if I heard him correctly, and I did the interview with him, that he might. He thinks that it, it's going to be shorter term for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And I said, are we talking like not seven or eight years, but five or six? He said, no, shorter than that. Good. Uh, good. What do you yeah, think? Good. All right, what's a fair deal, Dave, in your opinion for Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Give me a term and give me a number. Well, it's it's so hard to read this, Bob, because we don't know what the free agent market's going to be. We don't know how many teams are absolutely hurting and, and are going to be out of the bidding on free agents. And if you take out if you take out all these teams that are uh, struggling, where the owners are struggling financially outside of hockey, because hockey itself is struggling financially, that just completely drastically alters the free agent market. We know last year that there was very few players who got long-term contracts, and they, the ones who did were all in the superstar category or star category. Is Nugent Hopkins in that category? Well, based on his even strength scoring this year, definitely not. He's a, he's a very he's a good player. He's a good top 
top line, second line winger in the NHL. Um, what's the market going to be for that kind of player? Brendan Gallagher got six point five million dollars a year. Um, what's the guy from New York? The big winger got uh, six point five million dollars a year uh, from the Rangers long term. I don't think those contracts are going to be had. Chris I think Kreider. Yeah, Chris Kreider. I think so. Those are both more physical players than Nugent Hopkins. They they've been scoring at a higher rate in the last year, even strength than Nugent Hopkins. So you, you've put me on the spot here. Like, what I would like to see is if they're going to overpay him, if they're going to give him big money, like let's say it's six and a half million dollars a year, which I think would be big money for Nugent Hopkins at this point. Do it on a three-year deal. Three years at six and a half, I could live with. Um, four years at six million, I could live with. Uh, you get up to five years, and it should be like five point five million. And even that, I think you're starting to get. It gets to be dicey because, you know, does he carry a line? I think it's a fair comment to say that he doesn't. He's a, he is a good top line winger, an excellent complementary player for bo- for definitely for Drysaddle. Um, so. I'd love to see him stay in Oiler, but uh, it, uh, I love the idea of short term. And I think if that's what the Oilers are pushing for, that's the right idea, even if they have to go a little higher on salary. I don't know if that's what they were pushing for. That's what Brian Lawton said he would do. All right, I'm going to switch focus from Nugent Hopkins. And the two guys that Mark Spector uh, talked about yesterday with us, I said, Mark, give me a number on uh, Adam Larson. And and I said three-year term on both players, okay? Adam Larson and Tyson Berry. Uh, you know, Berry got knocked out of the last game. He's game-time decision tonight. He had 22 points in the previous 22 games. The Oilers' offense is amongst the top four scoring uh, their defenses. Their defense defense is amongst the top four scoring D's in the league right now. Barry's changed the complexion there. Larson's had a terrific year. Three-year deals. First of all, do you give both players a three-year deal, David, if it's you? If it's me, I give Adam Larson a three-year deal every day of the week uh, based on his play this year. Bob, he's just crushing it as a shutdown defenseman. The Oilers have no one like him, and that's the key point in this whole thing is when you're constructing a roster, you need all kinds of players. There is no one on the right side who comes close to what Adam Larson brings or is going to come close to what Adam Larson brings. Now, you might be able to get someone as a free agent on that. Like That that would be the counter-argument to that. But he's just playing out-of-this-world good. Uh, he's like the, the Tasmanian devil when he goes at players, just coming at them with elbows and sticks and <laughs> checks, and he wipes them out. So I would give him a three-year deal. Tyson Berry, Bob, if it was up to me, because the Oilers don't have the Oilers have another player in Evan Bouchard who offers the same skill set as Tyson Berry. I'm leery about blocking Evan Bouchard. I think that that guy's ready to step up and be a top four NHL defenseman. And if you have Tyson Berry on a long term deal, you've blocked Evan Bouchard, player with very similar skills. So I just I'm in that camp that's leery about signing him completely. Even though I like Tyson Berry as a player, I think over the next three or four years you're going to get at least you're going to get similar production uh, from Evan Bouchard as you would get from Tyson Berry, and it's going to be on way less money. You're going to need the money uh, that you have to sign players in coming years. You know, it looks like the owners have a lot of cap space. How quickly that cap space disappears when you have to sign Darnell Nurse, Kyler Yamamoto, Yesipuli Yarvi, other players who develop, William Loggison, possibly Larson. So, I'm in the camp, and it's just a. We did a poll on this at the Cult of Hockey, and it's only a quarter of Oilers fans who are in this camp that just. I just probably would say he's a one-year rental. Uh, pass and let him go. What would you say to rewarding a guy who takes a uh, significant haircut and takes a flyer on you and makes a bet on you as well? 
How'd you respond a lot? And 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 you know, let, let's say a guy that's more comfortable in playing in the West or wants to play here. So that's that's what you're saying. Barry did, and I, I'm guessing. So so yes, he he did that, but he's also betting that he's going to have a really good year with the Oilers because he's he's coming into a situation where it's really going to work for him, and he could get he could leverage that to get a really good contract in Edmonton or elsewhere. So I would hope that when Barry signed here, you know, I, I'm suspecting that he thought this really works for me as well. So it's, bo- it's, it's both parties coming together. Now they just have to look forward. So if he was to sign like a three-year deal at similar money as he's getting now, I wouldn't be complaining. There's Even, no chance that happens. Yeah, well, there's, no, there's no chance. he's so going to put up the I numbers, right? Like you get yeah. defense get paid for productivity, and he's putting up numbers. There's no way he's taking 3.75 on a three-year. Now, that said, uh, Shattenkirk, I, I, think he's a, I think he's 3.9 in Anaheim. So... Very similar player. If you ask me, Shattenkirk's an excellent comparable for Tyson Berry, and that's what I think. That's what should, if he if the orders can sign him on that, then you have enough money in other places. I think, but I, I'm just leery. And the whole blocking Bouchard thing, Bob, we're already seeing it this year. The orders bet on Tyson Berry in part because they weren't sure Bouchard was ready this season. He, he's turned out that he is ready, and now he's not in the lineup, and he should be. So I just I don't see how this alleviates. And so unless you're going to trade. Um, Ethan Bear, or unless you're going to let Larson go, if you, if you do one of those two things, then yeah, keep Tyson yeah. Berry. But if you if you're if you're keeping Bear Larson, well, the third guy I'd say is Bouchard. Well, they need to get Bear back up to the level that he was at last year because he hasn't been at that level this year, and that's part of the challenge there. All right, uh, and he is coming off a concussion, and you got to give some guys some time in that scenario. Juju here is a restricted free agent at 1.2 million. What do you do there, David? Well. <laughs> Based on his play this year, and it's it's so funny because how many how many of us would have defended Jujar Kara six weeks ago? He's put on waivers in early January. Not one NHL team took him, and hardly a Oiler fan complained when he was put on waivers. Um, everyone thought it might. Most people thought, including me, it might be best for Jujar to try it in another city, see how it goes. And since then, he's come in the lineup since he came back, and he's played. Easily the best hockey of his career. He's been, I would say, a strong third-line center in the NHL. Uh, Playing physical hockey, solid defensively, playing with some confidence going forward in his own zone when he has the puck instead of being timid and coughing it up. So I just think you should try to sign that guy uh, one-year, two-year deal um, as quickly as you can because he's a valuable member of the Edmonton Oilers. All right, uh, great stuff, David. Thank you for your time. Hey, we want you know what? Yesterday was the one year anniversary. We should do this because we ended up having a hit on it with each of our guests that were on yesterday's show. The one year anniversary of the uh, state of emergency uh, for uh, the pandemic. One year later, how dramatically has uh, your life changed? And I mean, you're 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 the feature writer on this stuff, aren't you? For uh, Post Media out of Edmonton. Yeah, I am. And it's been an interesting year covering it. Um, My own personal life, uh, I'm in better uh, physical shape. Uh, You know, I I had a terrible cold at the start of COVID, and I was really worried about COVID. And it just spurred me to start taking better care of myself. So I I did a – I'm always doing polls. We did a poll. I asked, how many of you are doing better physically than now than you were then? Two-thirds of people are doing worse, but a third are doing better, and I'm in that third. So I just – I got alarmed. I got worried, and I started to change my exercise and diet. So I feel a lot better, but I'm just – my anxiety about the world and and the lockdown and how things are going to go is much higher. I just – 
the next year could be an extremely rough year as you know the the financial hole that the the whole country that is dug itself into but as we face that up face yep. up to that it could be horrible do you think we'll be back up fully by september oh yeah yeah okay that's good I do. that's what i wanted to hear thanks david thanks bob all right, here's what we're going to do here. We are it's 125 in Edmonton. We're going to take a 90-second break and get back with your North Division report. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Uh, there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than a task when outstanding customer service, a key to business. You know, Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. They win it because they treat you fairly when you buy a vehicle. They offer uh, competitive prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or at brentridge.com Oilers and Flames tonight Oilers and Jets tomorrow on to our North Division report brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence Toronto remains atop the division, uh, 40 points, four up on Winnipeg, although the Jets do hold two games in hand. Edmonton and Winnipeg each with 36 points, but the Oilers have played three more games than Winnipeg. Uh, Calgary can match Montreal's 33 points with a win tonight. That would tie them for the final playoff spot in the North. Vancouver's uh, won four of five now to build up an eight-point gap on last place Ottawa. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. Find it, love it, move in. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update at 128. Uh, Eileen Bell coming up next, and then when we come back for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling, NHL insider John Shannon, you're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.